You're listening to Life Lessons from a Psychic with See Psychic Readings Intuitive Podcast. The podcast where you'll get healing messages from spirit to help you move positively forward in your life. Hi there, it's C from See Psychic Readings. Thank you all for joining me today for this podcast where I want to talk about the law of assumption versus the law of attraction. Now, this gets into a lot more of the manifestation woo-woo kind of stuff out there. I do have a lot of clients that work with me uh, to really help them hone their manifestation skills. Uh, a lot of clients are privately coaching with me to do this, and we're seeing some incredible results. So based off of that, it was something I felt inspired to share with all of you on your manifestation journey. So first off, let's start with the basics. Um, is there a difference between the two? Yes and no. There is a bit of difference, but they can actually work together. So let's start with the foundation, because law of assumption builds off of the law of attraction. So I have other podcasts that talk a little bit more about law of attraction and manifestation and really go into it. So I'm just going to briefly state what it is before we get into the law of assumption. So we're all on the same page. So the law of attraction. So the very basics of this is like attracts like, and this is either thoughts or things or however you'd like to express it. So, you know, for example, if you wake up in the morning and your first thought of the day is, oh, it's cold and terrible out there and I got to go out and I hate going to work and I hate doing this and oh my gosh, my car, I got to get the snow off. Chances are the rest of your day might continue to go down that spiral, right? It's the joke of stubbing your toe in the morning and everything else went wrong or getting up on the wrong side of the bed. These expressions have been expressions for a reason, right? Um, so the law of attraction is like a lot attracts like so negative thoughts or negative feelings beget negative, uh, positive beget positive, right? So for example, again, if you're seeing somebody out there and you really want love and you see that they have this great relationship and the first thing you could think of is how jealous you are and how you're never going to have it and only they can get it. That's not using the law of attraction for its best and highest good, right? When we talk about manifesting, it's the believe and receive right? You want to believe it and then you get to receive it. So if you're going around having these negative thoughts of things, you're attracting more negativity to you. You know, I always like to make the joke that I get tons of clients for my readings. And you know, the two main questions everyone always has is see, tell me about my love life and give me money. I want to know all about money. <laughs> you know? And I always say, well, what are you thinking about? What are your thoughts? And they say, well, I wake up every day and I think to myself, I want money. I need money for all this stuff. And I'm like, uh-huh. And are you getting more of wanting of money and needing of money? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, let me know. Are you finding that things are getting more expensive or there's more bills creeping up? And they'll say, see, yeah, it's really funny. I think these thoughts and I just think more of them because yeah, things are going up in price and I'm getting more bills and you know, I'm finding things being more and more expensive, you know? And I say, yeah, well, cause you're creating it right? You're coming from a place of lack. So how are you going to get to a place of abundance, right? So that's the idea of law of attraction. So on the other hand, uh, again, just really quickly before we really dive into the law of assumption, how this works, and I'll give you guys some examples between the difference of the two and things you can do exercise wise to get you to a better state. If you're in a place of positivity, 
you're able to change your thought frequency to put you in a place to receive more good, right? So maybe you wake up in the morning and maybe it is snowing, right? Or it's cold. And the first thing you could think to yourself is instead of thinking about how cold it is and you have to go out, maybe start the day with thinking, hey, it's really awesome that we have this change of season and I get to go out and I'm so blessed that I have access to either a vehicle or transportation or a way to be able to travel because some people don't have that, right? Being grateful for your blessings, counting your blessings, if you see somebody out there that has a relationship or marriage that you would like and you're not in that position yet to just call it by name and say, hey, I really love that they have that kind of relationship. And, you know, one day that's going to be meant for me. And if it's in my sphere, I meant to hear. That's what I always like to tell clients. If you see it out there for you, it's meant for you. You know, so they're not the universe isn't cruel. It's not showing you this to say, hey, look at this awesome thing your friend has. You're never going to get it. <laughs> you know, No, it's there for a reason. And the reason is to show you how close you are to getting it for yourself. Right. So just with the law of attraction, similarly to the law of assumption, you have to be on the same frequency. OK, so let me explain a little bit more about the law of assumption now. So the law of assumption was originally created by Neville Goddard, if anyone is familiar with his work. And he really coined the, the phrase of the term, we don't attract what we want, we attract what we are. All right, I'm going to say that again. We don't attract what we want, we attract what we are. So what that is, is actually feeling the feelings of having the reality that you already want. Now, I'm not going to go too much into this into this podcast, but there is a concept on 3D, 4D, 5D reality and the idea of us having to actually have access to multiple realities. So the reality you're living right now is one reality that you've stepped into. But there are multiple other realities out there in your life that you could step into. And the thoughts that you have about these realities are the vibration of you being brought to it. You know, uh, if anyone is familiar with uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he talks a lot about this. So the idea is that if it's in your mind, if it's being conceived in your mind, it's already meant for you and meant for you to step into, you know? So I like to, to make an assumption or I like to kind of give an example of the assumption that way, as in, you know, I have never thought in my whole entire life to be an accountant. I have some wonderful clients who are accountants out there and I bless them for the work that they do. And they're so smart and they're so wonderful with giving of their passion that way. But it's never come to me. There's never been a thought where I woke up and said, hey, you know what I want to do? I want to be an accountant. Why? Because it's just not in my reality. It's not something that is anywhere in my sphere, you know? So when you have these thoughts of things that you want, such as, we'll go with the very material, the nicer home, the nicer car, the vacations, all the things that everyone says they want, right? That's not that it's outside of your realm of reference, because if it was, you wouldn't even be thinking about it. It's just a matter of how to get your thoughts and your mindset and your frame of energy from where you are now to that reality. And that is where the law of assumption comes into play. And what the law of assumption really is, is asserting that it is already created in your reality. So you already have it. This is the hard thing to really get to because a lot of my clients will say, well, see, if I have it, why don't I have it? And the way I like to explain it is, imagine you already have it, but it hasn't actually been delivered to you yet. So the best way I like to describe this is to focus on the feelings of it in the sense of, think about Amazon, right? When you make an order on Amazon or any one of these online platforms, you place your order in the cart, you pay for it, and then you wait, right? 
you don't ever think about what's going to happen if you don't get your order. Um, you know, you don't ever think about, oh, it's not going to come. If it takes a little bit of long time to come, you might think about why it's being delayed, but that's normally not the first reference point, right? Similarly to, we assume that we are constantly going to have breath in our lungs. We're going to be able to walk and do things, right? Because of that is our current frame of reality. You don't think about how you breathe. You just breathe right? Because you assume you're going to have a breath. You assume there is a daytime and a nighttime. You assume that you're going to get up, be able to use your legs and walk out the door and travel to a place that you want to go to. So you don't worry about this because these are things that are already in your current reality. Now, what the law of assumption does is really bring that to the forefront by having you assume the feelings of your desires having already manifested. So this is sort of, you know, people always say, is it law of attraction better or is law of assumption better? I kind of look at it like law of attraction is grade one, law of assumption is grade two. Okay. It's the, it's building upon that foundation. You know, I don't know if you can really get to the law of assumption without truly understanding the law of attraction. And I'll be honest with you, 10 times out of 10, the issues I see with my coaching clients and the clients I work with who are, aren't able to really get this idea of law of attraction and law of assumption is because they're not following the feelings of it. They're not allowing it to really sink in and be, they almost want to go from zero to 60, you know? And the reason why they get stuck is because of mindset. That's going to be your number one thing. Um, we don't recognize how much our previous mindsets or how much of the previous stories that have either been told to us by others or told to ourselves affect our reality, right? So it's really tough to feel the feelings of having something if you don't think you're worthy, if you don't think you're smart enough, if you don't think you can have it, right? How are you going to get from point A to point B? Right. So I'm now going to teach you and tell you how you guys can do that. I'm going to share some examples of some clients who have done that, obviously leaving out names and details and with the permission of these clients that they have given me to share this in hopes that it helps you. So point A, point A is law of attraction. So really, if you're trying to manifest, we'll take the two big ones. If you're trying to manifest big love into your life or you're trying to manifest, um, you know, large amounts of money or a certain circumstance or a job or business or things like that. What you really want to do is start with the law of attraction. Start by asking, believing and receiving. So for write it plainly out, what exactly is it that you want? And this is where the law of attraction really helps you with the law of assumption. The more specific you are, the better, right? The, the thing I like to make a joke about is think about Amazon. Once again, it's a good example to use just in terms of the, the way that the process works. If I just typed in, you know, cup into Amazon. I'm going to get so many options of cups, right? Amazon's not going to know what I want. They're not going to say, Hey, see you ordered a cup. I think you want this. No, they're going to give me all types of cups, glasses, stemware, everything out there under the sun. Right. But if I type in something more specific, like, you know, wine glass or a tumbler or mug, you know, and if I get even more specific, I type in blue mug, you know, uh, you know, tall wine glass. This is where we're really going to hone into exactly what it is that we want. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to really figure out what it is that you want. This is not easy. Okay. The first thing I will tell everybody is this also comes with time and patience because everyone thinks, oh, this is easy. I know what I want. Well, you might not know what you want. And I've talked with many clients that have been programmed to think they know what they want. But if you're asking for something, 
that you don't necessarily want, but it's been told to you that you should have this, it's going to be an opposition of your mindset, which is going to be an opposition of your attraction point, which means you're not going to get it. Right. So I'll give you two big examples. I had a client that talked to me about uh, she wanted a, a job in a very uh, kind of wonderful company and it was a very high end company um, and it was a very stressful but uh, rewarding financially job. She was telling me, see, do you see this happening for me? What do you think? And the first thing I asked her was, I don't think you want to be in this industry at all. And she laughed and she says, yeah, well, you're right. But my dad told me to do it and I've already got the education for it and I don't know what else I'd do. And through our conversation and exploration, she didn't really want the job. She wanted to be deemed successful. And right now that success point really held its sort of standing point in her father's eyes. Meaning that if she got this job and worked so hard in this company, her dad would think she was successful. That was the epitome of success. But as I talked with her, I said, I don't think you want to do this at all. And I don't think this is your success. This is somebody else's. And that was a big shift in mind frame for her and mindset to sort of recognize, wait a second, who am I living for and who am I trying to have these things for, right? And that sort of shifted because again, if you're trying to do something that's not internally within you, it's going to be really hard to attract. Um, another kind of example I can give you is I've had a client's this is multiple clients, so I could share this just as a general, where they call me asking about pregnancy, right? Whether it's a difficult pregnancy, they want to get pregnant, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if they're in the realm of wanting to get pregnant, I've had this with a few of them where I talk to them and I say, I know this is going to sound weird, but do you actually want to get pregnant right now? Well, see, I'm, I didn't even really want a baby. I mean, I don't want it right now. I don't even know if I really want it, but my partner wants it or my family wants it. Okay, well, we got to work on that first. What are the feelings behind that? Is it that you really don't want the baby? Are you scared you're not gonna be a good parent? Does it come from your trauma as a child? This is all healing work that we have to do, okay? This doesn't just come about. So when you're saying to yourself, oh, I'll just ask for what I want, that takes a lot of work right there just to get to the actual state of essence of what truly it is that you want and makes sense for you. The next is believe. And this is where we can actually borrow some of the principles from the law of assumption. Again, when we're working into that reference point of believing, it truly means that we have to have the feelings that one would have having experienced the thing or getting the thing they want, right? And if we have anything contradictory to that, it can make things uncomfortable, which therefore stops our attraction point, which stops us from manifesting what we want. So a great example is, uh, you know, I, I had a call with a client and she says, see, I want lots of money because there's a house I want in this really great affluent neighborhood. I said, great, do you know the house? Well, I don't know the exact house, but I know the neighborhood. I said, great, how much time do you spend there? What do you mean? Well, do you go there? Do you drive around the houses? Do you go to the coffee shops down there? Maybe have a, a go to the cafe down there? Just see what it would be like to live in that area. Well, no, I've never done that before, see? I said, go do it. And what was fascinating is I got an email back from her a little bit later on saying, see, I took you up on your suggestion. I drove to that area and I'm going to tell you something. I felt anxious and uncomfortable. I felt like they were looking at me in my little Honda Accord or Honda Civic. I forget what she had, but they're looking at me and they don't think I belong here. And I don't think I belong here. And I was sitting in the cafe and I thought people were looking at my clothes and the way that I dressed. And it made me very uncomfortable. And she signed it off with looks like I have some more attraction work to do.
And she's right. What it means is that she needs to focus on the feelings, right, of how to get there. So again, you can't go from zero to 60, but you can go from zero to 20, zero to 30. And the way to do that is to constantly move the needle. So in her situation, what I would recommend is, you know, maybe she starts off a little smaller. So maybe it's uncomfortable to be in that affluent neighborhood. Well, what are the neighborhoods around that that she could go to that maybe aren't that affluent or advantageous, but there's other ones that are sort of on their way up, right? Sit in those cafes, be in that area. How does that feel? Do you feel comfortable there? Because essentially you're going to get comfortable when you constantly expose yourself to those situations. You know, I'm sure many of you have heard of the example of the frog experiment where they put a frog in uh, you know, a pot of water, and it's it's not a very nice example, but uh, they turned on the, the heat, right, or they started boiling the water, and slowly the water started to boil, and the frog didn't even notice it, right? So this is how easy it is for us to shift our point of reality, right? We can do this the more time we spent around the things that we want. So that's the believing factor. And then once when you do that, you get to receive. And the receiving sounds simple. It just goes, oh, you receive it. But can I tell you something? That's sometimes the hardest part. <laughs> I'll give you a very funny example with a client where she did all her manifestation work. We were working together. Uh, she was a coaching client of mine and we did really, really good work. And she was really focusing on her, her love and relationship point of view. And she attracted the guy. And what ended up happening when she got him and he was interested in her, she freaked out and sabotaged the whole thing. Why? Because she wasn't ready to receive. She got up there, but the moment it actually came to reality, she freaked out because she went, oh my God, I don't think I, I'm actually deserving of this. I can't believe this guy likes me. Well, you know, I can't handle this. So it doesn't mean that that's, you know, she ruined it. You never get it wrong. You always get it right. But what she did do is it helped her refine that focus, right? And it helped her recognize, okay, this is some of the work that I have to do. So that's the believing aspect of it, okay? So once when you have these basics kind of down in the law of attraction that's point a then we get to move you to point b and that is really where the law of assumption comes into play now the easiest or hardest thing about this law of assumption and it really depends on where you are at in terms of how far you want to move the needle is to have unwavering faith that this is happening okay I'm gonna tell you who this is really easy for. I have a few clients who are religious in terms of the organized religion sector, right? I think you can be religious, you could be spiritual. I think it all follows the same sort of feeling, the same energy. It's just about how you wanna express that. Uh, but part of organized religion really focuses on faith. Everything they do, everything around them is this idea of faith and constantly just working in connection with you know the lord god universe however you want to call it taking one step knowing in faith that the other steps will come immediately after just by faith okay that's really what the law of assumption is it's having that faith that it is all working out for you in its perfect timing and i have a lot of clients that will come to me and you know we've had readings and they'll say see you read for me last time and you said this was going to happen and why hasn't it happened and then when i look into it i said yeah but didn't i also say you should be doing these things and they're like yeah and i'm like did you do them they're like no and i'm like okay well it's not a matter that it's not coming but you have to do the things for it to come to you 
you know, so this is where timeline gets very hard with clients, you know, uh, because a lot of the time you can get to where you're supposed to be, but you have to help yourself along to get there. You know, clients always like to ask me, see, give me, give me the time. Let me know when this is going to happen. Give me the date. Give me the, you know, month. I want the time it's going to happen. Give me exact details. And it's very hard to do this because, you know, it doesn't work on a finite timeline. It works on when you work it. So, you know, I always like to give the example that I could tell you, you're going to meet your prince or princess charming, you know, outside in this and this environment. And if you lock yourself in your house and you don't go out there and you don't meet them, you know, you can't be mad. It didn't happen, you know, because you have to do a little bit of the work. And this is where that law of assumption really comes into play. So law of assumption is really working on the feelings of actually having it um, and believing it's already there, you know, so this is where this 3d, 5d reality can fit into place because, and bear with me again, I'm not going to go into too much detail about this because this is a whole separate, you know, topic on its own. But what if this is how I'm going to view this. Think of this as a, what if scenario, what if there is a reality out there that you are already living the life that you are dreaming of, what would that mean? Okay. So think about that. So imagine there is already a reality out there. Don't worry about the age it happens. Don't worry about any details of how it's going to happen. This is not for you to focus on. Okay. It's just the feelings of the reality of it. What if there is a reality out there where you are healed and you're living your best and healthy life? What if there is a reality out there where you have won lots of money or have copious amounts of money constantly fueling and streaming any whimmer desire that you wish to fulfill? What if you have the most perfect romantic partner for you that is engaging in the most healthy, beautiful, committed relationship you've ever seen in your whole entire life? What if all these things are already out there? It's in a reality already. It's already here. You just haven't stepped into it. That is really where the law of assumption takes hold. So if you can already hold that faith-based model that the universe is already working this out, it's already happening. I just have to help them along by doing my part. You will get there. And if we can take out the idea of human timelines and all this stuff, because here's the thing, we humans are the ones that focus on timelines. Spirits don't. Spirit and universe doesn't. There is time doesn't work the same way as it works here, where it's in minutes, hours, and days. You can manifest or draw something to you as quickly or slowly as you want, depending on your mindset, anything that is blocking you and your ability to truly perceive the feelings of the reality of already having it and living as if you already have it. Okay. That is where really the magic takes place. So let's talk about how we can actually get there because everyone wants all the good stuff. So I'm going to give you some examples of what you can actually do to help yourself get there. Well, the first one we already talked about being very clear on what you want. Very, very clear in every area of your life. The clearer you are, the easier it will be to get what you want. Um, so this is where you want to focus the lens. And you know what? This does take time and this changes. You know, so I have a lot of times where clients will do this exercise and then we'll do a reading six months or a year later. And there's something totally new popping up because when you start getting clear and start focusing on this, you really start pulling away and pulling apart. Uh, what is it that you want? What is it that you've been told to want from society? What is it that you've been told to want from your family or friends? How do I really separate, you know, the wheat from the shaft, as they say, and really get to the, the goodness of who I am, what I want and what I deserve. Okay. 
So once when you have that, the next thing to work on is the mindset of things that block you from it. Okay. And, and this is a spiritual process. What I mean by that is I am going to say that I am a big believer in getting help or getting assistance for any of these mental blockages in a formal capacity. So if you feel the need to talk to a qualified and very good psychologist, uh, I don't think that's an issue. A therapist, I think it's great. I think taking care of your mental health is super, super important. And no crazy psychic lady like me or anybody else in sort of the wellness space should be a substitute for that. I think it's a matter of what works for you. Some people will work with me and they'll say, see, everything you did has been clear to me and more helpful than 14 years of therapy. Great. Other times I'll work with clients and they'll, I'm the one that encourages them to move forward on that path. And I'll get emails and things from them later saying, thank you so much for encouraging for me, because if it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't have started taking these steps and I feel so much better. Or I have done this in my life now. Okay. So it's not always a chicken and egg strategy, right? It really depends on where you are and there's no one fit for all. Uh, I will be honest with you. I've had clients that have sort of fought me where I've said, yeah, you still need to do some self-love work for you to bring in the right partner. Um, you know, there's still stuff going on in your energy before we bring in the one or the right energy romantically. And they'll say, no, see, I don't think so. I've, I've worked with a therapist. I've done all this stuff. Um, I'm there, you know, and slowly when we start working together, when I have my sessions with them on the phone, I'll start pulling things apart being like, but yeah, you're telling me you did that work, but I'm just seeing an example right now where this played out, which is completely opposite to what you've just said. Do you know what I'm talking about? And they'll say, oh yeah, but that was only one time. Okay, well, you get what we're saying. We're not, we still just have to do a little bit of the work. And that's because a lot of us are impatient, right? We want it to happen now. This is why I always tell clients, do not focus on the time, focus on the work. So if you just focus on the work, you will start being able to recognize the scenarios where you get to do the work, which will then change the mindset and change the blockages, okay? So once when you're able to change those mind blockages, as I like to call them, and change the mindset to truly believing what you have, this is where the law of assumption truly takes hold. And this is phenomenal from what I've seen it done. Because then you actually start living the reality that you really want to live. And I'll give you a little secret. For clients and people that I know that are truly living this great reality, having these wonderful things they want, engaging in the great relationships, I'll tell you what they're not doing. They're not waking up in the morning, turning on the news and talking about how bad everything is. They don't engage in poor me, which is they don't complain about themselves. They don't complain about others. They're very solutions oriented. They focus more on feelings and feeling good. So if they're reading something and it's not making them feel good, they unsubscribe. That's what I like to call it unsubscribe. And then you move on to something else that feels good. Now, look, I know we can't always do this. I'm not unrealistic. We all have responsibilities and jobs and family. And if every time you went to work and your boss or coworker said something to you that didn't feel good and you went, well, screw you, buddy. Yeah, we'd have a lot of unemployed people, you know? So I don't think you can do that. But what you can do is look at a situation like that and say, okay, how can I enjoy the aspects of my job that I do enjoy? How can I make this better? How can I maybe give grace and unconditional love to this uh, coworker or my boss? Maybe they're going through something that I'm not recognizing. And maybe if I tried to understand them better and offer this unconditional love, it would then give me insight and improve our relationship, you know? So they focus on themselves as the law of attraction or the feeling point and not other people. And when you change your reality inside, you change the reality around you. Okay. So if you constantly say to yourself, 
oh, you know, no one wants to date me. I'm undateable. Everyone else gets good guys or good, awesome women to date and I can't find anybody. Guess what? That will be your reality. Okay. But if you go around saying, hey, there's still great people out there. I'm just waiting for the right one. The universe is going to bring them to me in the right time and right place. And my job is just to keep working on myself to get ready to have them. You know, if you can focus on that, that's where you really get to that point where the law of assumption takes off. Okay. So you want to focus on those feelings. And how do you know that you get there? You won't have these uncomfortable, awkward, anxious feelings anymore in different situations. So just like I talked about my client stories where the one had went to the affluent neighborhood and she felt very uncomfortable um, and felt anxious as she kept doing it, she started feeling great, you know, and then she started stretching it a little bit. You know, she said, I deserve a nice purse too. And she bought a nice purse for her. Was it ridiculously expensive? Absolutely not. Not like the Hermes or the really expensive ones, but for her, it was a stretch. And by doing that, the funny thing is she was a, a freelancer. She worked for herself. She started actually finding new clients. So the universe covered the new purse by bringing her new resources. So she stretched universe stretches. That's what I always like to say. The universe will hold you up when you take the first step, but you got to take that step. You have to live in faith. Right now, this is again, being realistic with your situation. I'm not saying go out there and put all your money down on a house or something that you can't afford and then say universe is going to cover it because if you're already coming at it from that point of view, you're not using the law of attraction or the law of assumption. You're coming at it from a place of fear. Oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to hope that the universe works out. No, you, if you can truly come from it from a point of relaxing into it, saying, I know this is the right move and you know it that's where the law of assumption really comes into play. You know, people always ask me, see, what's the difference between my intuition and my feelings? You know, I feel something sometimes, but then I act on it. It doesn't work. But then I get this like, you know, intuition or these feelings that it's like, I, I really think I should do this and I don't follow it. And I'm having difficulty deciding between the two. I have learned that the idea behind intuition and what you feel is two different things. An intuition is a knowing. A feeling is a feeling. So the way you could test that, it act, ask yourself, if you're in a situation, say, do I know this to be true? Even though I might not have any tangible, even though I might not have any tangible evidence, or am I thinking this to be true? You know, you will get that gut instinct. When it's a gut instinct, it's a gut instinct. And I'll just share one more story that I think really illustrates um, how this can all kind of come together. And, you know, it, it's pretty fascinating how it can start working when you really work it. Um, I have a client, wonderful, you know, girl, and, uh, you know, she lost her mother a little while ago. And um, something that her mom was always trying to do is win the lottery, right? That's what her dream was for the family. Let's win the lottery and let's do awesome, cool things with the money. So she wanted to sort of take up her mom's mission this way. So she would be focusing on the idea of manifestation and law of attraction techniques that would have you win the lottery. And she's been really focusing all around that because that's a whole different school of thought to really get there. Well, lo and behold, she's driving home one night and she just has a, a feeling, right? And this is a client that recently shared the story with me and I'm allowed to share this with you. So she had a feeling she, uh, you know, saw a um, gas station coming up. So she took the car, drove in and it just felt like she said it almost felt like the back of her head was tingling and she had a strong feeling that her mom was around her, right? She just spiritually felt this. And this is the knowing, this is the intuition I'm telling you versus the, the feeling she felt felt an energy in the car, almost like a, like a static, 
you know, and her head started tingling. She goes in, she buys a lotto ticket, she goes home, she doesn't think anything of it. The next day, she goes to check the tickets. Well, she won, what was it, like five bucks and a free ticket. Now, a lot of you are going to look at that and say, bah, but she didn't win the big lottery. Well, maybe not. And that's still her work to do, right? Because she still needs to work on maybe her money manifesting stories, what she thinks about money, how she perceives money in her life. That's a whole different set of, of work to do. What it is illustrating is that when she worked completely on the law of assumption, on blind faith, knowing and believing that that ticket was a winner. And that's what she said. She goes, my mom made me buy that ticket. That ticket was a winner. I had no doubt, not one ounce of doubt in me that that ticket was a winner. I knew it. That ticket won. Now, all she has to do is learn how to change that vibration to get to the point where that ticket will now recede and give her bigger and bigger rewards. Sounds easy, right? But if it was so easy, we'd all be doing it, right? This is the work that we have to do. But as I'm hoping you can hear or understand from the illustrations and from the examples that I'm giving you, this can all be done. Any one of us can do this. You know, I always say this world, this universe is abundant. There is enough for all. The only people or the only person that is stopping you from getting what you want is you. You know, somebody recently told me a saying that I think is hilarious. Um, I don't even know where they heard it from, but they said, uh, closed mouths don't get fed. And I think that is exactly illustrating of everything that we are talking about and everything that you want. If you are looking at things and you're thinking to yourself, you know, oh, I can't have that or, oh, I shouldn't ask for that. You know, this is all your insecurities, right? Because if you knew you were deserving and that the universe wanted you to have it, you'd ask for it. You'd go out and get it. If you knew, imagine, just imagine acting even for a day, for one day, imagine that the universe wanted you to have exactly what it is that you wanted. And if you could act completely on faith, knowing everything was going to work out, no matter what, just having that complete and other faith, how would you live your life differently? What would you say to people differently? What maybe opportunities or things would you apply for that you might not have applied? Uh, maybe you would actually see that, you know, pretty girl at a bar and instead of thinking, oh, she, she won't like me. What if you actually went and talked to her and found out that you guys had a lot in common? You know, what would you do if you actually could act that way? And that is really where the law of assumption takes hold. Okay. So law of attraction, law of assumption, just as a big kind of wrap up um, to similar schools of thought, slightly different, but I think can work in tandem to achieve the overall goal, which is the manifestation. All right. So I really, really hope that this kind of clarified or brought things into a little bit more of a crisp context for anybody that is listening. Uh, if you have any questions or if there's anything else you want me to do any podcasts on, love, love getting emails and comments. I've had so many people emailing me and commenting and telling me that they're enjoying the podcast and that just Oh, makes me feel so good because all I do is, you know, zone in with these or I just kind of write down that inspiration or that intuition that I get on on what I think the podcast should be. And I just start yapping and spirit messages come through. And I hope that they are helpful and healing for everybody out there. So I want to thank you all very much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you are all safe and well. Take care of yourselves and each other and blessings.